Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Krista makes a podcast producer. Chris Fafalius here. Just wanted to give everyone a little fair warning since this show is usually pretty clean. This episode contains some stuff that might not be suitable for young kids and might be awkward to listen to around your parents or grandparents. This is the kind of warning that I wish someone would have gave me before I watched Clerks with my mom as a kid. Just putting it out there, but otherwise, this is a great episode. Enjoy. Hey everybody, today's guest is lead vocalist and guitarist, Wheeler Walker Jr. from Nashville, Tennessee. Together, we break down the writing, recording, and inspiration behind his brand new single, Finger Blast, taken from his brand new 2023 album, Ram. Wheeler says things in this song that a lot of us may think about, but would never commit to song. The lyrics and delivery are hilarious, but crafted so that you don't think you're listening to a novelty or comedy musical act. The musicianship is top-notch. Wheeler's band is on fire, and producer Dave Cobb Well, he not only brings it all together, but he gets it. Dave's resume speaks for itself, and it's no surprise that Wheeler has used him to produce all five of his albums. I told Wheeler that he is definitely on his own here with his sound, and particularly this track. Nothing quite sounds like Finger Blast. Oh, and Wheeler's looking out for all of us, as this may be the world's first contraceptive song, as evidenced by the bridge lyric. You ain't gotta worry about raising my kids, cause my fingers, Hell, they ain't making no jizz. Indeed. For all this and a whole lot more, don't you dare put your finger on that dial. Hey, hey, have you heard? Krista makes a podcast. Hey, hey, have you heard? Krista makes a podcast. Hey, hey, have you heard? Krista makes a podcast. Wheeler, how's it going? Chris Demakes. That's a cool-ass last name. Well, thank you. What kind, what kind of name is that? Uh, it's Greek. Okay. Well, it's a great name if you're doing a podcast. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was like, Chris Demakes a pizza. Chris Demakes a pie. So I was like, well, I'll show all them. So I made Chris Demakes a podcast. <laughs> Chris Demakes a baby. There you go. It could go on and on. I got to tell you, man, I am super impressed with your career. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing here. There's a lot. But for all the listeners, I mean... You really started with uh, your Wheeler Walker project a short 10 years ago. And look what you've done, man. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, dude. I mean, like I said, I do enjoy talking. I was saying before we started that I say no to a lot of interviews nowadays, but the ones I tend to say yes to, if they're other musicians, I like talking to other musicians because, first of all, they don't bore me. Second of all, they know the boring shit not to ask. And third of all, they know... You know, all the bullshit. So 
It's cool. To, it's cool to be talked to by another musician. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I like to keep it uh, very specific to the topic at hand for this show. It's about songwriting, man. And we're going to talk about your brand new single, uh, Finger Blast. And this song's killing me. I was telling you before we started rolling that I had to like purposely stop myself from singing this on taking my kids to school this morning. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. I I do want to give a shout out on this to uh, I would say I'd call him a secret weapon, but I don't think he's a secret. He's played guitar and pedal steel on all my records. His name's Leroy Powell, and um, he's he's just so fucking good. And he um, when I go meet people, the first thing they say is who played. There's two things they say: who played pedal steel on your records, and two who played guitar on your records. The answer to both is Leroy Powell, and this album. I decided to make a rock record, and I go, you know what? Leroy knows rock better than anybody. Why don't I try to write some songs with him? I think it was the first day we started, and I usually write by myself, but I was like, Leroy knows how to fucking rock. So Leroy, I sat down, and the first day we wrote Finger Blast. I said, I want to write a song called Finger Blast. And he come, he does, he plays it playing a riff, and I start singing, and I go, I want that kind of, you know, we started playing around with it, and I go, and I, I think everyone's hearing it in there. I kind of want that ZZ Top sound. We kind of nailed it. Oh, my gosh. You absolutely nailed it. And we're about the same age. So I'm a, I'm a kid of the 80s. And what you've been able to put together here, it really is incredible. Oh, thanks, man. The whole thing you got going on right now, what you're doing is to country, what Steel Panther to me is doing to the, the hard rock heavy metal thing, you know? But Well, I, I, wanted to make, I wanted to make this one more, what I was trying to do is make a rock record. And I also, mm -hmm. no offense, I don't like the Steel Panther comparisons because I don't think, I honestly don't think, I'm just talking about fucking and finger blasting, you know. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to rock, you know. And I think people think it's funny because they, they're not used to hearing fucking in songs so for the record and and i i appreciate you not wanting that comparison i only brought it up i and and for the record i'm not a steel panther fan i think they're fantastic musicians but i'm, I'm there's something about what you do that makes it believable if that makes sense um it's it's, it's believable because it's fucking real you know yeah but I'm, I'm glad you got this easy top comparison because that's kind of i grew up watching in the 80s and watching sharp dressed man and watching you know um Legs, your legs is probably my favorite because I like legs and pussies and ass. But I used to love all that shit. And I thought it was, I think at the time that um, they did it, it was probably, I don't remember. I was probably too young to remember, but they were probably getting shit about, well, that's not cool. They're probably, their old school blues fans thought it wasn't cool for them to use synthesizers and electric drums and all that shit. And it fucking, absolutely. They did get shit. I'm sure they were called sellouts, but goddamn, those were fucking. I love it when bands get called sellouts when they make their best record. Because I thought Eliminator and Afterburner were their best records. Yeah, and no disrespect to ZZ Top, but I, I think they'd be playing the state fair circuit right now had it not been for Eliminator. I mean, that record just changed their changed their career. That's but again, goddamn, have they made a bad song? It's so I haven't heard it. Right, right. Ama amazing band. Well, so your first album, Redneck Shit, was produced by Dave Cobb, who also produced the new record, Ram. Tell me how that came about. So I grew up... I grew up in Kentucky, and I knew this dude, uh, Sturgill Simpson, and he just made a record called Metamo what was it called? Metamodern Sounds and Country Music. And he said, I was talking about doing, I wanted to do a new record with a guy. We use the same term. I need a guy who don't give a fuck, because I'm singing songs called Fuck You Bitch, and I'm singing crazy shit, and I need Mr. Don't Give a Fuck. And he said, I got this guy, Dave Cobb. I said, and I've done every record with him since then. I've done every single record, and you know, it might be cool to 
one day switch it up. But if it's work, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I was like, I want to do a rock record and make it more rock. Could Cobb do this? And I call him up. I go, Cobb, I don't know if you can do rock. He's like, I'm not making this up. He was in the studio with Sammy Hagar. <laughs> and I go, it's okay. Well, then maybe it'll work. And he's, he's actually, I think he did the new Greta Van Fleet. Not my favorite band, but he knows how to make rock is my point. And he also does this this killer band. Have you heard Rival Sons? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does he does all their shit. And I was like, if he can do Rival Sons and he can do um, a Sammy Hagar, he can do what I'm doing. Oh man, the the production is out of the park. The vocals, everything about this track sounds good. We're gonna hop into it in a moment. Just for the listeners, your second record, Old Wheeler, was released in June 2017. Debuted at number 10 on the Billboard Top Country Albums charts. This is with no radio play. I'm not legally allowed to be on the radio. They'd call me up and they'd go, "Can we get a censored version?" They said, "Go fucking bleep it yourself, motherfucker! I made a money." <laughs> I love it. I love and it. And they go, and then, and fuck you, bitch, just went gold. People were bu- bugging me. They wanted a censored version of fuck you, bitch. I go, what's that? That's just screw you, girl. That ain't a song. Fuck you, bitch. You broke my heart. Fuck your friends. Tearing us apart. Fuck your dog. Hope you never. I love your attitude. It reminds me of, uh, you know, and again, not making the comparison that you sound anything like this band, but the two live crew, you know, that band, I grew up in Florida. They made, they made a career. We're in Florida. I grew up in the Southwest uh, coast, uh, the Gulf coast of Florida, Port Charlotte area. Oh, cool. Yeah. I I love Florida. Yeah. It's a nice place. If you're Nashville, Nashville's turning into a, I don't know if you knew this, but Nashville's turning into a shithole. Um, I guess (laughs) recently and uh, yeah, all that. It's turning into fucking Vegas and I'm, and the family and I are looking for a new place to uh, go. Florida could be good. Better weather. Well, I'm actually in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, not too far from you. And, uh, yeah. Oh shit. Knoxville's probably nicer than here. Yeah, maybe maybe we could be neighbors. Your third record, World War III, November 2018. That came out April 2022. Your fourth album, Sex, Drugs, and Country, was released. And your new record just came out September 15th, entitled Ram. Once again, produced by Dave Cobb. You wanted a rock record. Well, we got one here, man. And I want to jump into the song if it's okay with you. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's two minutes and 53 seconds. Isn't that perfect? Every song is is fucking, it's like we want to rock, rock and get out. Don't sit around playing solos, dicking around. Let's just go. Agreed. And and there's definitely no fat on this track. And you you come from like a punk rock kind of background, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what punk was all about, too. Absolutely. Well, the intro is a hammer on. It's a guitar panned left and pan right, where the guitar panned off right slowly dissolves or evolves uh, into a pick slide. This intro reminds me of a song by Mr. Big called Addicted to That Rush. The very beginning of the song has these hammer-ons. I love everything about that song. The other songs I'm going to reference in here, I absolutely love. I remember Mr. Big, but I don't know. I'll be 
honest with you, I did, that was not a reference for us because I don't know that song. It wouldn't be, but that's immediately what I thought of when I when I heard this. What 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 song? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What song do I know, Mister Big, from? They did a song called "To Be With You." It was a ballad. That's what it was. It was a, yeah. All those metal bands had the had their ballad hits. Yeah, right? this was one of their rock songs though. This guy Paul Gilbert played uh, in the band with Billy Sheehan from uh, David Lee Ross band. But nonetheless, that came on. I'm like, wow, this is uh, rock right off the top. Right after that happens, that pick slide. These uh, electronic toms come in. It's like a do 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 do, and it uh, takes us right into eight bars of programmed drums, bass, stereo guitars playing sixteenth notes, riffing away, and a guitar panned off left is also uh, uh, doing this riff. On bars two and six, we get a guitar stab panned off right. The first one has an octave on it, sounds like. It's super bright. The second stab does not. And on bar eight, the whole band stops and a killer guitar harmonic leads us into verse number one. Right when the song kicks in, Wheeler, right after the toms come in, it reminds me of two songs. I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss, which was a disco song of theirs in the late 70s. That's actually a good tune. It's a great song. And Legs by ZZ Top. And of course, uh, when we get to the what I'm calling the chorus, the finger blast part, I hear Sharp Dressed Man in there. But then I hear your your drawl, your delivery as a vocalist on top of all this. What a cool sound, man. Yeah, it's weird because I, I got to be honest. I was like, man, my fans are going to get pissed that I quit, that I, this album ain't country. And it's rock. And it's weird. Every comment is like, man, this country is really heavy. They still, it's because I think it's because of my voice. It's just like when I sing it, it just makes it sound country. It sounds like Southern rock, I guess. Every, every, everybody was like, I haven't seen one comment man you're not as country anymore all i see is man this country's heavier no yeah i i don't think any of your fans are going to dislike this if they're true fans this song is is so uh so catchy and so killer i want to get into verse one you off with a finger blast for the first couple lines here it's the same progression as the intro for the first two lines i'm going to read uh all the way up to what i'm considering the chorus i consider the last line of the verse girl i'll get yeah, you it's off. a weird it's a it's yeah it's weird there is there really a chorus in this song? yeah it's a good I, question. i'm considering that one line the chorus that happens four times that's gonna, what i am and it, can i tell you what i was thinking in the studio you probably think the same way as sure so as I was playing it in the studio, I was like, fuck, I'll never remember this live because I only remember if the chorus is the same every time. And the song is better if the, if every chorus is different in this, in Finger Blast. Yeah. And so I did it the way that sounded better, but I don't know how I'll ever do it because I can't remember that much. I've done songs like that where every chorus has a different line on the two and four and you're going, oh, yeah. So I, I feel your pain there. <laughs> so, in, so, so in the studio, it's like, I want to do what's best for the song, but I'm not going to make it simpler to ruin the song to make it easier to play live so i did the best way i could so we'll see if i can remember makes sense well i'm going to read uh verse one up until that line that i'm considering the chorus and i want you to set up these lyrics for us wheeler if you could been out all night and i fucked till dawn 
smoked my drugs till they were gone. Roll on home at 9 a.m., but you want me to fuck again if my dick wears out a little too fast. And then the the next line, girl, I'll get you off with a finger blast. And I'm considering as the chorus, we'll get into that in a second, but these verse lyrics, what's, what's going on here? What was the inspiration? Well, it's nice hearing it as poetry, which is how it was meant to be written. Um, (laughs) It really is poetry to me. And it was kind of like, I'm always thinking about images in my head, you know, like I thought I'm always think every song to me is an album cover which is me riding like a like a rocket shaped like a finger. And I'm thinking like that mixed with, you know, when I was a kid growing up in Kentucky, we'd always be, you know, you know, none of us were really getting laid because we were all kind of dorks, you know, not to give too much away. But if you play mute, sit inside all day playing music, listen to music, you're usually not getting the girls till later. So instead of going, uh, you have sex with that girl, we always be like, kids would brag they got a finger blast or something. I always thought, I grew up, I was like, that was that's kind of a funny word. But it would also be badass to have a song called that. I had a, I had a feeling, I'm sure someone's has it somewhere, but I had a feeling I would have that word to myself if I made a song called Finger Blast, and it's cool. If I'm doing a rock album, to have the word blast in there, and then finger next to it, I just thought it was kind of cool imagery. And also... Finger blasting a chick is badass. <laughs> and I, uh, I've got to agree with you here. I, I can't recall another song called Finger Blast. And uh, we get harmonies on I Fuck Till Dawn. On the second line, we get harmonies. On the third line, Roll On Home at 9 a.m., harmonies across the whole thing. The fourth line, you say the word but by yourself. Uh, harmonies on You Want me to fuck again and you say if by yourself but my dick wears out a little too fast we get a cool harmony there uh guitar strums ring out on dick <laughs> and little you're really you're really analyzing this man oh yeah oh absolutely i wish i thought about it as much as you did yeah <laughs> um we get the harmonies there and then we get into the chorus girl i'll get you off with a finger blast and finger blast is harmonized there uh on girl i'll get you off it's just the kick drums five of them and then there's a drum fill on finger blast girl i'll get you off with a finger blast that line's the one that reminds me of of sharp dressed man yeah i kind of i felt that when i recorded it i mean i hope i like like i said they're one of my favorite bands i hope they don't think i'm ripping them off but I don't like I said I don't think they have a song called Finger Blast but I'll tell you one thing that was really funny in the studio behind the scenes was my drummer Chris Powell who's Leroy's brother t- showing him how to use these what are those things called rototoms things? Oh ro- yeah Rotom? yeah mm-hmm, yeah yeah teaching this this old school country sometimes rock drummer how to use that shit cuz I wanted those sounds sure and you know him like he's like you know this ain't, what is this bullshit I'm like you got to hit these pads it was man. It was fun. So those were actually played. Those weren't, weren't program drums. We're not pro. There's nothing programmed. Oh here. wow. Yeah. Okay. I had uh, erroneously addressed them as programmed at the top of the set. So they. they Cobb def- does it. Cobb, do- Cobb does everything live. We do everything live. It definitely sounds. It's awesome. It definitely has that '80s program drum feel. But don't you think it it has that human feel to it though? Oh, there's definitely the human feel with the the regular drum beats, but some of those toms and stuff sounded like a drum machine. It has that feeling to it, but yet, yeah, you're right. It does sound real in, in those verse parts. Yeah, it's not, if you look, if you were to stack it up, it wouldn't be perfect. He's just hitting it, so. Yeah. 
we just had him do a few takes and the best one we just slapped it on very cool well coming out of chorus one and by the way the chorus hits quick we're at less than 40 seconds here you get that that hook of finger blasts yeah i ain't got time to fuck around chris yeah no <laughs> why would you uh, <laughs> it's 2023 they got tiktok they got netflix let's go let's go uh we get a guitar slide coming out of that chorus into an eight bar re-intro <laughs> On bars two and six, these stabs sound more like a keyboard. And the stabs I'm referring to, I forgot to mention, because there's so much going on here in verse one. Uh, we get these stabs on each line, and they sound like guitar stabs uh, in the verses. But on this reintro, they sound more like synth stabs. The guitars may still be there. What I wanted was like a record scratch sound, mm -hmm. and we couldn't really... Not obviously nobody in my band can do has that. So we just I think we just found the closest keyboard sound we could. Cobb's got a bunch of old um, synthesizers in the studio, so we found the one that sounded the most like that old eighties kind of like record scratch kind of thing, kind of like a sting. Right on. Well, yeah, it sounds like I said more like keyboard stabs here on bar four. We get like this. I don't even know how to even describe this sound, but I put it's a 90s rave like synth stab and it goes left to right like doot doot. You know, it's that early 90s hip hop. Totally. That the one thing I love hearing from you is I love when people go, I don't know what that is. That, that's what makes that's what puts a smile on my face when they, you don't know what the fuck it is that's <laughs> yeah. what I, that, that that means i did it right no you did but the sound is such a uh, and i don't use this as a, a four-letter word or term it's such a throwback to early 90s like hip-hop salt and pepper you know stuff they would use the, those types of sounds i'm just amazed that it made it into this track and it works it sounds like me and you and well, Cobb and i and it sounds like you as well those are the sounds we grew up on, so we're just trying to make the shit we grew up on and the stuff we loved. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, you know? Sure, but it's it's fascinating because I've certainly had in my head an idea for a song. I'd be like, I want this to sound 80s or sound this, and I'll start flying in some, some sounds, and I don't know, sometimes it just doesn't sound authentic. It sounds phony. This doesn't sound phony. It sounds real. It well, sounds that's, the genius, that's the genius of Cobb is he can... I don't know, what, again, why I ever work with anyone else because... When I tell him the sound I want, he's the only one I know who can just be like, I'll get you that sound, you know. I want this one to sound like in the, the more country record. I want this one to sound like Waylon. I want this one to sound like Willie. Sometimes they'll nail, nail it even so much that it's like, it'll sound like we ripped them off. Mm -hmm. But he's just so good at getting any sound you want. There's a, there's a reason why he's got a fucking literally a bucket load of grammys yeah he the again the production's great and why this song and people are commenting to you i believe why it's so heavy it's those guitars man those those 16th note guitars that are just chugging along it just makes it just sound sound like a big rock presentation but it's not rock because of where the beat lies and what what else is going on it's such a such a cool soundscape here verse two comes right off the heels of that eight bar reintro Ooh, I sat home and she plays for keeps It ain't cheating till you knuckle deep Use my index, I can use my thumb Even use my pinky, it'll make you come Close your eyes, it'll happen real fast I just got you off with a finger blast Wife sat home and she plays for keeps it ain't cheating till you're knuckle deep. 
Use my index. I can use my thumb. Even use my pinky. It'll make you come. Close your eyes. It'll happen real fast. I just got you off with a finger blast. Man, poetry, dude. I love hearing you say it. Yeah, if it weren't for your sunglasses, I, I almost saw. I think I think I saw a tear down your face. You're getting choked up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting choked up because this is emotional <laughs> for me. It's emotional for me too. I'm, I'm telling you, this song is so catchy. And again, I'm gonna have to pick my kids up a little later today and remember not to not to sing the uh, sing the hook to them. Is that, here's a question for you: Is this technically a bad word? I don't know. Mm, no, it's not a bad word at all. Until would you... it need asterisks on iTunes? Finger blast? I don't think it would. No, it's it's just it's very difficult. To describe to a six and five year old what it means. That yeah, means. no, I'm not saying it's yeah. for children. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> is it tech? Is it technically a bad word? No, not at all. It's a finger blast. I mean, I can't play on the radio because I say I'll fucking shit and stuff. But. Yeah, well, and and to your point, that's that's uh, the radio's problem for not editing it. That's not your job. This is your art. Fuck them. I, I mean, I can't. I can't. What does the radio even mean nowadays? Nothing. No, exactly. Hey, don't go anywhere. We got lots more with Wheeler Walker Jr. coming right up after a few words from our sponsors. To all the guys out there listening, we all know first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, people are going to notice. They'll either think you're way older than you are or that you just don't care about your appearance. Well, show them you do and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. I try to make skincare an important part of my everyday routine, just like brushing my teeth and flossing and styling my hair. It's just as easy and sometimes even quicker with Caldera Lab. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup, a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Skincare has been the Wild West for men for years. That's why they've made the solution simple. It's three products. The Clean Slate, which is a face wash to start and end your day. The Base Layer, which is a daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin. And The Good, which is a go-to multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother. They also have the Icon Eye Serum, which addresses the three most common skin concerns around the eye. Fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. One minute in the morning and at night is all it takes to reduce your skin wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Clinical trials have found that 94% of men's skin showed an overall younger-looking appearance after using Caldera Lab for a few weeks. So now is the time to see what it can do for you. We have an exclusive offer for Chris to make a podcast listeners, and it's the best offer available anywhere. Use the code DEMAKES at calderalab.com and get 20% off right now. Get 20% off with code DEMAKES at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the confidence you deserve. That's 20% off at calderalab.com with code DEMAKES. You'll be glad you did. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, back to the show. 
Well, we get the chorus two there off that verse, which I did uh, say I just got you off with a finger blast. And then we come into what I'm calling the bridge. It's 16 bars. The drums continue uh, with the bass playing that 16th note riff here. The bass takes over there doing that. It's really cool. Uh, the guitars are ringing out at the top of each line here. And there's a riff uh, kind of playing in between the vocals. Great part there. Yeah, Brian, Brian Allen on bass. He was tired after this one, after take two. I bet. I bet. You ain't gotta worry about raising my kids. Girl, my fingers, hell they ain't making no jizz. You ain't gotta worry about raising my kids. Cause girl, my fingers, hell, they ain't making no jizz. <laughs> Well, that's kind of the crux of the song, right? Of why finger blasting is great. Yeah. When the country, don't you meet people going out and you're like, man, you would have been better as a finger blast. I wish, I wish your, wish your dad used a finger blast that night. <laughs> the country would be a better place if we had more finger blasts. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> the, uh, we get a harmony on raising my kids and we get a harmony on making no jizz. Beautiful. And I want to ask, was this, cut live off the floor or did you do it in in pieces and did you record to pro tools it was all done live here's how we work and we did it what's crazy we did it with this record too is we always work we do maybe a few takes and then take the best of each take put them together and then the only thing not live is i'll do i like the sound of my own voice harmonizing so i'll do my harmonies after we get done maybe not in this song, I don't think. And after we listen, we usually do, if we do any kind of percussion, we'll do that after. Right. With all the guitar, bass, drums, vocals, all my vocal takes are live. Cobb does all his vocals live. And is there anybody else in the band that, that does the backing vocals, or do you prefer to do them yourself because you match up well? Leroy does it sometimes, but I kind of like, I've always liked the sound of, of the person harmonizing with themselves. It always was pleasing to the ear to me, unless, you know, the only harmony I like better is, maybe like a brother harmony, like Everly Brothers or the Louvre Brothers or something. Right. You know, I like the, which is kind of what that was, was you like two similar voices. I like the similarities of the voices. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes the timbre of your own voice meshes so well. And then other times, you know, I'll have someone else in my band sing a harmony. It just sounds better when they do it. You know, it just, it just depends on. Yeah, the more scream, the more screamy stuff tends to work better with um, a different voice. But the harmonies, the prettier harmonies that I like, it's either me or or Leroy or like I wish I wish my brother would come in and do it or something, but he can't sing. That's really cool you say that. I, I I don't recall anybody on the show and we've been at this for a while, talked to a lot of songwriters that have said what you just said about the harder stuff and then, you know, wanting to harmonize with yourself on the softer stuff. That that's an interesting take. The more different voices you have, the more to me it sounds like a gang. It's like screen it's kind of like it becomes too much for the ear. Like I like hearing trying to think who I heard harmonize. I loved hearing John and Paul harmonize with each other, but I also thought it was really cool when John would harmonize with himself. It sounded really cool to me. It was pleasing to the ear. You know, Two of Us was one they did together, which was really pretty. There's a song called Tulane by Chuck Berry where he harmonized the whole song to himself that I just always loved. 
the sound of two Chuck Berries together. I just loved it. Something else I haven't mentioned up to this point. I love the arrangement of this song. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. I said it at the top. There's no fat on it, but I feel like the bridge part here kind of comes in the middle of the track and it's kind of a reset because you really want to hear those verses again because you, that's all you've gotten up to this point is pretty much the same chord progression in the verses, uh, the chorus refrain. But That's why I don't like to analyze music too much. You were calling it a bridge, but to me in my head, it's just like, it's getting repetitive. Let's do something different. And then... That's what a bridge is. It's just me. I want to do something different because it's getting boring. Then let's go back to what we're doing. Let's see, like you said, like a reset. Mm-hmm. I know there's still these ter- I know what the terms are. I know what a bridge is and sure. not to brag, but it's not so much like this song needs a bridge, which is what artists do today, which is all I wanted was literally was change it up. To me, the, the, like we're going back to basics. I'm calling this the bridge, but it's interesting you said what you just did because this, you know, typically a bridge is going to come maybe three quarters through a, through a rock song. Okay, this one's kind of like in the middle. Yeah, and that's kind of that. That's again the the what I love about working with Cobb is Cobb and I go. It feels like time to switch it up. Yeah, we don't go. You know, usually bridges are a little later. We don't. No, that never occurs to us. There ain't no rules. No, there's no rules at all. We do get that musical interlude after this verse, which we'll get to in a second, which kind of acts as a as a second bridge here, that solo part. But verse three. Trust me, babe. You'll feel good. All my fingers down. Part is wood. Please, girl, don't squeeze too tight. Lose my ring, I might lose my wife And if she gets mad, she'll hand me my ass No one needs to know about that finger blast Trust me, babe, you'll feel good On my finger, hard as wood Hold on, you got, you got, you got, one, you got one wrong Uh-oh. Trust me, babe, you'll feel, you'll feel good On my fingers Hard as wood yeah. Gotcha. Okay, let's uh, go back. So I can, I, can, I, can fi- I can finger blast you with all my fingers. <laughs> okay, so trust me, babe, you'll feel good. All my fingers, hard as wood. Please, girl, don't squeeze too tight. Lose my ring. I might lose my wife. And if she gets mad, she'll hand me my ass. No one needs to know about that finger blast. Yeah, that's why you got to watch out, man, when you're finger blasting. You got that wedding ring on. You lose it in there, you got some problems. You have fun explaining to your wife that you, where's your wedding ring? Oh, it's up some, it's up some groupie's pussy. You got some, you got issues. (laughs) (laughs) We lose you, buddy? (laughs) Um, yeah, just this uh, seasonal allergies, Wheeler. Seasonal allergies. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I'm back. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, no one needs to know about that finger. But you, but you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I, Yes. Okay. On chorus three, I'm calling it here right off of verse three. No one needs to know about that finger blast. We get a harmony on finger blast and there is a guitar slide again into what I'm calling the musical interlude, which is another reintro. Uh, there's also a guitar solo here. It's eight bars. Blast. <laughs> On 
far too. There's a single, what I'm calling that rave stab. It's kind of uh, centered in the mix. On bar four, uh, that rave stab happens again left to right. It's a quick pan. You hear it in the left, it goes to the right. And on bar six, we get a single rave stab that takes us right in to verse four. I like how verse three and verse four uh, are broken up here by that eight bar uh, musical interlude, I'm calling it. Again, well, it's it- really cool to hear, hear a guy like you analyze the song, which honestly i don't mind you analyzing it's actually cool to hear but really all i'm doing is going sitting back going that sounds badass that sounds badass that doesn't sound badass redo it this sounds badass i'm not trying to say i'm that dumb but it's really just this sounds cool mm-hmm. but to hear it analyzed it's you know it's kind of cool to hear it that's like you're putting way more thought into it than we did because we just wanted it to fucking rock. Do you know, I've, I've, I've had maybe, and not many people, maybe two or three other guests say the same thing you did in not so many words. The way that you phrased it just now, that's awesome because, yeah... I've never put this kind of analyzing into one of my compositions. You just don't do it. Oh uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. That, that's why you hire a producer. It's also kind of cool to hear to hear that take, which is, again makes me sound smarter than I am. But all we're doing is that's all music is. This feels good. This feels good. That that part didn't feel good. Redo that. Fix that. Sure. You know. Well, I'm not, and not sure if you can relate to this, but there hasn't been a song. Uh, on this podcast, I've I've done whatever 170 episodes or whatever. It Someone is told now. me you had Huey Lewis on. I did, I did. Yeah, we had Huey on doing the Power of Love. It was awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, it, I grew up with that song. Of course, yeah. And and but I've, you know, outside of this podcast, if I would have heard a number of these songs, I may not have liked them. It wouldn't have been something I would I would listen to. I might even say I don't like that song. But being able to look at it this way under the microscope, the appreciation for each song, they stand on their own. You look at them differently. And I think that I think that's my secret weapon is I got, you know, the level of musicianship and producers and shit I got, which is what I think is kind of elevated my music to make it so guys like you kind of want to get a little deeper into it. Because nowadays, especially with streaming, it's all about I want to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get that from just sticking around with your friends on garage band you know well i want to talk about that musicianship again okay you talked about i believe did you say his name was leroy the guitarist mm-hmm. yeah and you know and of course you talked about dave cobb the producer which dave let's just talk about you know he's worked with john prine chris stapleton uh, sturgill simpson jason isbell brandy carlisle etc uh, the team here is great and i think that that is another reason why it doesn't come off as jokey or phony with the lyrics totally and i also and again i always talk about secret weapons mainly because these guys don't give their credits because they get scared but actually they do give their credits i'm just saying they don't brag about it the guy who mixed it his name is daryl thorpe he's got more grammys than anybody i know he, he actually he may, may mixes a decent amount of country but he's also believe it or not mixed like radiohead and beck and shit like that which is kind of what i like is lots of different types of music coming together like i'm doing southern rock and country and the guy who mixed radiohead and engineers radiohead is re- is mixing my songs it kind of gives it that cooler feel and again shout out to daryl who's mixed all my records my thing is i just don't like switching it up if it's working and daryl has mixed every record every song i've ever made well and if you're able to you know uh, express where you want to go to dave cobb hey i want to make a rock record this time and he's able to pull it off why would you change teams exactly and he like i said once i heard not that I didn't think he could do it, but once I remembered that he'd done Rival Sons, which to me rocks so fucking hard, 
No more questions. Yeah, gotcha. Because he's kind of known as the Americana country guy, but he ain't got no rules about what he does either. I love it. I love it. Well, verse four, things get interesting here. It really has that ZZ Top Eliminator feel here because we get the synth that comes here on verse four. And it is killer, okay? The first two lines are just kick and snare and a synth playing that 16th note feel. On lines uh, three and four, a staccato guitar part. Pandoff Wright comes in for two lines. Interesting thing here, there's no harmonies at all till the fourth line of this verse. It kind of gets peeled back. It's a little naked here. And on the last line, the stereo guitars go back to those 16th notes for just that one line. It's killer. Left the trail of jealous men cause girls want dick and I got 10. Words got out now I'm in demand. Walking around with dildo hands. Don't use my dick, that's a thing of the past. Cause all the ladies want is a finger blast. Whose thought, uh, idea was it to bring the synth in here on, on verse four? I was hearing that because that synth is in it through the whole thing. And because it was new for my music to have that in it, for people who couldn't hear it in the mix, I wanted to take everything out and let them know. This, uh, this is kind of my moment on the album where I wanted people to go, hey, guys, this is different. This ain't country. This ain't Waylon. Love that stuff. I'd still play that stuff. But this album is different. I don't do the same thing over and over. This to me was, I needed a moment, at least 20 seconds of, this is something, I'm doing something new here. I love that because, yeah, it is running through, but it's not obvious. You're hearing the guitars. You're hearing, of course, your vocal front and center and everything else that, that we've, we've talked about. And even people who would, who would call it Southern Rock, you wouldn't hear this in Southern Rock. And I want people, what I love doing is pissing people off. And I thought this might piss people off, so I wanted to do it. I don't think I don't think it will. I think people will rock out to it, but I, I wouldn't know how to classify this song. If someone asked me to write one sentence about what you're doing, it's, if I knew how to smile, then put a smile on my face. Awesome, awesome. Well, verse four left a trail of jealous men, cause girls want dick, and I got ten. But you see why I needed to make sure you got that other right line right? Mm-hmm. On my fingers, hard as wood. Yeah, cause fingers uh, mean all 10 of them uh (laughs) words got out and now i'm in demand walking around with dildo hands don't use my dick that's a thing of the past because all the ladies want is a finger blast we get harmonies on the back three lines on dildo hands and on the fifth line the whole thing and of course just on finger blast what i'm calling chorus four here but see but see how it tells a story about how the beginning was kind of like I can't get it up, so I'm using a finger blast. By the end, it's he's the guy with the his finger blast is better than his dick. Now they're all asking for it. <laughs> yeah, it's well, called storytelling. Kids, look into it. It it really is, and and there, there's no pregnancy involved here. I think that's a big. Uh, well, that's what that's that's what I sing about in the bridge. You know, mm-hmm. ironically, a lot of people are going to be having kids to this. They probably will. Well, we get an outro here, which is. Uh, the refrain of finger blast said eight times. Finger blast. 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 
there's a lot going on here on this outro wheeler, okay? It, I can't really tell if there's harmonies on all of the finger blasts here because I hear a guitar mimicking and it almost sounds like there's maybe some keyboards doing what would be a high harmony there. Did you harmonize with yourself? It's, if there is, it's, it's very tucked in the mix. I was going to say, I don't remember harmonizing to it, so I probably, I usually remember that stuff. I don't think I wasn't fucked up. I don't think I did harmonize. Yeah, it it doesn't sound like it, but it's really interesting what's going on here. On line one, the guitar is is going finger blast. It's actually playing a a higher harmony with you. Uh, Second line finger blast, we get a guitar lick. It's like a little solo. On the third line, we get that mimicking riff again, that harmony finger blast on... Uh, on the fourth one, we get the guitar little solo thing again. And then for the all four remaining finger blasts, we get that little guitar harmony thing following. Those synth stabs are here again after every line, lines one through seven. But they're not after the eighth line because the band stops all at once and the song comes, unfortunately, to an abrupt end. If a song's called Finger Blast, you, I mean, by, by, the nature, by its nature, you got to end big. And I think we achieved that. Absolutely. So you get the mix back from Daryl. What do you think? This was probably of more than anyone was like, that's it. I would even say the rough mix that we sent to Daryl, no no offense to Daryl. I thought the, even the rough mix on a great Daryl, put your fucking sauce on it. Don't overthink it. Just fucking pan it out. Make it sound good. What I try to do is kind of surround myself with people who get what I'm doing so I don't have to talk. Because as you know, talking about music too much, you go crazy. Mm-hmm. So analyzing it too much, you go crazy too. So we work so fucking fast. We record a song or two a day. We record our albums in a week and usually mix them. I want to say mix them in a week too. If you're overthinking it, you're doing it wrong. And Daryl knows what, what I want. Cobb knows what I want. The band knows what I want. We don't really have to talk. It's literally one, two, three, four, go. And everyone from there just knows their part. That's awesome. Well, a couple more things before we wrap up here. Uh, have you played this song live yet? You probably haven't had a chance, correct? Yeah, my tour starts about 10 days from when I'm recording this, so we have not played it live yet. But I'm already I'm already on my keyboard player's ass, like, can you play these? Because I'm not doing any – I refuse to have any kind of backing tracks or anything, so I'm already on his ass, you know, can you play this – that fast that's awesome well before we break you kind of just answered the question you got a tour coming up tell us a little bit about that i'm really psyched about it because it's the first tour i've done where i've i've really been able to i feel like we can really rock out this album ram came into being because i just done a tour where kind of the more ballady stuff i was getting bored with and the rocking stuff it felt like the crowd was loving and i don't make music i love that my audience loves my music when they do but I don't make it for them. I make what I want to make. And I was just, I like the rock shit. And I want, I want a whole album of just kind of up-tempo rocking shit that you can fucking pump your fist to, dance to, whatever. And I'm psyched to have more of that shit to play. Because sometimes some of the shows in the last tour for the last record was like, I want a rock song to go right here, one of my more rocky ones. And I was kind of running out of those. Now I got a whole new album of there you go. That's awesome, man. Well, Wheeler, thanks for sitting with us. I, I really appreciate your time. You're cool. You're a cool dude, man. And uh, thanks for thinking about my song more than I did. I love you more than life itself, and I'm blessed as I can be. But son, save some titty milk for me. That's what I got. Hey, everybody. 
everybody. I hope you all had a great time with Wheeler and Chris. But don't go anywhere. There's lots more Krista Makes a Podcast coming right up after a few words from our sponsors. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on the corner of Gray Street. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. As we near the end of the show, here's a band you might not know. Welcome to this week's Band You Might Not Know. If you'd like your band to be considered for Chris to Makes a Podcast, all you have to do is email your best song via MP3 only and a short bio to band you might not know at gmail.com. This week's feature artist is Half Catholic a four-piece guitar pop group with an affinity for the classics and an appreciation for the contemporary. The band just released their debut EP, Art in Heaven. Here's a snippet of their song, Pour It On Lightly. Chris and Chris. So Chris, I thought you did a great job in this episode with Wheeler, who people could interpret his songs and music as either offensive or vulgar or as comedy. But as you and I both know, Wheeler is dead serious and sincere with a song like Finger Blast. And just because it's about fingering doesn't mean it doesn't come from the heart. And I think that's what came across in this episode. I was genuinely surprised at how genuine this song feels to me. I know the lyrics are what they are, but I just, I can't get the song out of my head. It's catchy as hell. A lot of people do stuff like this. Just go on YouTube and it's funny for a verse or two. You might stumble across one song, but it it gets tired real quick. There's something about his delivery 
the way that he writes the lyrics and what producer Dave Cobb and, and the band that he has playing on these recordings that just, he's in his own league, man. That's why he's working with somebody like Dave Cobb. I mean, go look at Dave Cobb's resume. If you got, if you don't know anything about him, just look at his Wikipedia, the caliber of artists and the amount of Grammys that this guy has won because he's amazing at what he does. And yeah, it comes through. And I don't think that Dave Cobb would want to be working with someone who is just a, you know, flash in a pan either. These songs, whether they're about sex or they're about drugs or whatever they're about. I mean, these are kind of things that have been rock and roll staples forever. And if Wheeler goes a little further than people are comfortable with, than the radio is comfortable with, then so be it. It's 2023. And that's just kind of the way things are. Right. And early on, uh, and this isn't a diss against Steel Panther. I just, they're just not my cup of tea. Okay. But I had kind of mentioned that he is to what, you know, the, the country, uh, alt country world is to what they do. And he, he was very quick to dismiss that. And I just want to, you know, re restate my thought on that. It wasn't that I was comparing them directly to that band. In fact, I'm not really a fan of Steel Panther. It was more of, you know, there's not many people. You got, of course, the, the biggest one is Weird Al with his clean comedy, but there's not a lot of people doing this at the level that uh, Wheeler is or Steel Panther. Even if you want to say that a sense of humor is a big part of Wheeler's music, I think that all of my favorite artists ever, and I've used this example before, the Beatles had humor in their songs. Oh, yeah. Ben Folds has, has humor in his songs. I think Bjork has had humor in her songs. I'm just naming these people because they're my favorite artists. Uh, less than Jake. I feel like you guys have a certain level of humor in your songs. And it doesn't take away from the heart or the sincerity of the music. Absolutely. And, and you can tell that, you know, if Wheeler was to sing... Uh, lyrics that weren't vulgar that he'd still be able to pull it off this isn't a gimmick yeah. like haha this is funny and you know because again those types of acts they're one trick ponies they don't last four records and his star just keeps getting brighter and brighter Chris he's playing that you just you see the tour dates for the new tour he's yeah. playing big places okay he is selling out and this is all from the internet there's no radio play for Wheeler Walker well I'm going to tell you a statistic now, I didn't confirm this with him, but I definitely read it on the internet and I'm choosing to believe it. I think it's true that in 2021, in the year 2021, he was the third most streamed country artist in the world. Number three in the world. And think of all the country, the huge country artists out there. He was number three. I think that stat says a lot. Well, it's it's amazing. It's it's definitely gone viral. Something else I thought was really interesting, Chris, in March 2022... <laughs> And uh, before we were rolling earlier, you and I told you there's something punk rock about this guy. Okay, he likes yeah. to he likes to piss off the establishment. But in March 2022, uh, Wheeler was removed by security from the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville after protesting the Florida Georgia Line exhibit. He held a picket <laughs> sign reading "FGL does not belong here," citing a belief that they're pop and not country. I love that. I think he's got a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I I love his aversion to the rise of pop country. I, I won't beat around the bush here. I'm not a fan of that. Now, there's some great country and Western music out there. You know, there's a lot of stuff I grew up hearing and that I like and I can respect. The pop country genre, not so much, man. 
<laughs> you know, so so I would definitely have Wheeler's back on that one. Well, I got to tell you, this has been one of my most favorite episodes so far. Uh, <laughs> this just, I had some laughs that were absolutely genuine, straight from the gut. I, I couldn't help it. He had me, he had me laughing. I, I, I love the track. And speaking of things that I love, Chris. what What is that? Finger blasting? Uh, <laughs> I love... We'll take that out. <laughs> no, don't take it out. Um, okay. We, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I had a segue. I was going somewhere with this. Boy, okay. you, this this, this <laughs> is turning out to be the funniest episode. But uh, things that people love for 200, Alex, uh, things okay. that people love are what is our supporting cast, which is our Patreon. And you can find it over at ChrisDemakes.com, where each week you get bonus episodes from Chris and I, where we talk about everything under the sun from charts to Grammys to whatever else we talk about. ChrisDemakes.com for the price of a cup of coffee. You can support the podcast that you know and hopefully love yeah if you're not a member for the cost of like chris said an apple juice to the cracker barrel that's the example we always like to use uh you can join and support the podcast and keep this podcast alive plus get a bonus episode every week we put a lot of love into that show just like we put into this show and uh, we appreciate the love that we get back from all of you. Absolutely. Give me a follow on Instagram at less than Chris D. And give Chris a follow too at Chris Fafalius. He loves Why the not? he loves the attention. Wanna thank this week's guest, Wheeler Walker Jr., for sitting in with us, and we'll see you next week. Hey everybody, Satan here. I know what you're thinking. Jesus Christ, Satan has a podcast now too. No, no, that's not it. But I am here to tell you about a podcast, and it's one that's all about my favorite band, Punchline. Not the band you expected me to say, right? You probably figured I'd like Slayer, or maybe some backwards Beatles records or something. Those are okay, but you usually find me rocking out to fan-favorite Punchline albums like Action or Lion while I'm torturing dead people for all of eternity. Punchline's podcast is called A Band Called Punchline, and it's super entertaining to listen to this documentary-style look back at the 25 years of my favorite band. Honestly, I'm really feeling like I'm getting to know these guys, and their story is amazing! I'm so ready for them to get down here. I have so many questions. I gotta give them credit for catching on to my whole 37 thing, too. There's a reason why they're my favorite band, and if you listen to their podcast, they might become yours, too. A band called Punchline is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out, and I'll see you all in hell. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, 